you pay for a bottle of sriracha. What if we could eat the packaging food came in? Are flying cars finally here? Who won the world's most famous hot dog eating contest this year? Get the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Knickknack News, a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And our first story this week is Sriracha News. This is from Gizmodo. And the headline is, Sriracha prices explode on eBay amid year-long shortage. Oh. Did you know there was a Sriracha? I did not. I always want to pronounce the the first R. Sriracha. Sriracha. (laughs) Yeah, I never know how to spell Sriracha. But I'm just going to pretend it's not there. Sriracha. Good enough. Um, So Huifang Sriracha, which is like, it's the one everyone knows. It's the iconic Sriracha bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, Their prices are soaring as people become increasingly desperate to get their hands on a bottle one year into its chili shortage. So it's had like, they've had a shortage of Sriracha for like a while now. I had no idea. Um, Listings have skyrocketed on eBay where the cost of a 28 ounce bottle of the Sriracha is listed for up to $60 for one bottle. And up to 106 for two bottles. So, I mean, you're getting, I guess, in that case, a deal. <laughs> $4 off. Um, wow. <laughs> wait, no. Wait. $14. Wait, how I, much should, for... I should not try to do math. Wait, we cannot, we cannot do mental <laughs> math while we're recording. Yeah, yeah. It's just the math functions just, they it's, shut down. It's like, <laughs> a, it's like if you're in a meeting and you're typing notes and everyone can see. You can't type. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. It's the same idea. You can't do math on a podcast. Um <laughs> So one listing even goes so far as to sell 15 of these bottles for $955. Which I don't, I didn't try to do the Do you think someone will buy that? I don't know. I mean, if it's 106 for two, I should, no, I'm not going to try. Yeah, just Um, don't, just don't. But they also pointed out that there's some more reasonable merchants who are selling it on uh, eBay for around $20 per bottle, which is still a lot, but it's not quite as insane. Um, they said the upsurge in prices comes as this company enters its second year of a supply shortage stemming from extended droughts in its main farming areas in Mexico, New Mexico, and Irvine, California, which is apparently where the company is based. Hmm. Um, last April, they sent a letter to their customers saying the shortage had intensified and it would therefore be unable to produce any of its products. Um, and uh, a spokesperson for the company told CNN that uh, they did resume some of their production last fall, but that they continue to have a limited supply that continues to affect their production. And at this time, they have no estima- estimations of when supply will increase. Wow. So they're like, there's not a lot of sriracha right now, apparently. You know, I definitely have a bottle in my fridge. I have but- a bottle, too. <laughs> Should I Should sell I it? Sell it and <laughs> slightly use it's half, sriracha. It's half empty. But do you so, think someone will buy well, it for a hundred dollars? If it's half empty, you could probably sell it for thirty. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's definitely a profit on what you whatever yeah. you bought it for. That's true. Yeah, I don't think we've used much of ours at all. So, like, uh, we literally used ours today. Almost- That's the reason I know we have a bottle. <laughs> Could probably get like fifty dollars for ours because we, we there's a lot in there still. Um, yeah, sriracha shortage. Wow. Well, I hope that the droughts clear up and and the peppers can grow. Okay, my first story today is plastic news. This is from jpost.com. 
in. The headline is Chinese scientists create edible food packaging to replace plastic. Sounds it's edible. You sh- okay. Does it? What is it? Okay. There's going to be questions answered. It's here. edible plastic. No, I'm just kidding. It's not plastic. It's nothing. <laughs> it's just it's not plastic, plastic that you can eat. <laughs> Scientists at the Chinese Chinese University of Hong Kong have developed an edible, transparent, and biodegradable material with considerable potential for use as food packaging. The research team members have been focusing on a material called bacterial cellulose, or BC for short, an organic compound derived from certain types of bacteria um, that has gained attention recently as a sustainable, easily available, and non-toxic solution to um, the use of plastics generally. So unlike the cellulose found in the cell walls of plants, BC can be produced through microbial fermentation. So it eliminates the need for harvesting trees or crops. Like it can just be produced through like a manufacturing process, basically. Okay. Um, One of the authors noted that as a result, this production method does not contribute to deforestation or habitat loss. Like for, you know, for anything that's like tree derived, obviously you have to like cut down trees or plant trees and that's it could potentially be an issue also. Uh-huh. Um, so it's sustainable and environmentally friendly, supposedly. Um, up until now, the widespread adoption of BC has been limited because it's sensitive to moisture in the air um, that can impact its physical properties. Like I think it can get like, de- I don't know, unstable, not firm, and become <laughs> soggy, I guess, for, for lack of a better... <laughs> That's a scientific term. It, it can become soggy gets from, little, moist, from humidity. But in this paper, uh, which, by the way, was published in the Journal of Food, the, sorry, the Journal of the Science of Food and Agriculture, <laughs> these researchers presented a novel approach to address that limitation um, by incorporating certain soy proteins into the structure and coating it with an oil-resistant composite. The scientists successfully created an edible, transparent, and robust BC-based composite packaging. Huh. Okay. So it still has all the benefits, biodegradable, it's edible, everything's safe, but it doesn't, like, just degrade from air moisture. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't get a little soggy. Um, right. And one of the authors noted that this approach has high feasibility for scaling up production as well. Um, and they showed that the material could degrade completely within one or two months, like the biodegrade aspect. Like, if it was in, I don't, it didn't say what conditions that was, but I'm assuming if it's, like, in, you know. Just actual if you just toss it outside. soil, <laughs> if you toss it outside, you know, yeah. landfill. So all it's that. like compostable, basically. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and now they're exploring more directions for future future applications for this. So I think that's it pretty cool. Sounds really good. Anything that can be like a replacement for food containers, especially because I, I feel know. like that's just most food waste or most plastic waste is just food. Yeah, it's just like those single use. Well, I'm going to call it single, but like. Just so you can buy these grapes or whatever, and then you right. just get rid of the plastic. And, and then you throw it out your car window. That's not what yeah, you do. That's... You don't do that. Anyone who does that is insane. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> um, can you imagine, like, you buy a package of strawberries and you just, like, start, like, you just eat the container. You just eat through the container to the strawberries. Just take one <laughs> big bite like an apple out of the entire thing. Yeah. so weird <laughs> you're like oh these strawberries aren't very good and then you put it back in the display <laughs> <laughs> my next story is flying car news 
This is from CNN. And the headline is, a flying car prototype just got an airworthiness certificate from the FAA. Okay. Which means it's airworthy, apparently. But doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get one, like, soon. Yeah, what if I want one? Well, they are going to become available, but I'll get into it. Okay. Um, So the Federal Aviation Administration has certified for testing a vehicle that a California startup describes as a flying car. Um, and I would too. I don't know why they phrased it like that. It looks like a car and it flies. So flying car, um, <laughs> the first fully electric vehicle that can both fly and travel on roads to receive U S government approval. So this is like the first one that can do both. Um, oh. so Alif automotive said that it's vehicle slash aircraft dubbed the model a is the first flying vehicle that is drivable on public roads and able to park like a normal car. Uh, it also has vertical takeoff and landing capabilities. So You have pictures, right? I do, but it doesn't really... I can't really tell from the pictures, like, how it flies. Oh, I can just okay. tell that it looks like a car. Okay. So I'm kind of taking them at their word, I guess. Um, there might be videos or something out there. I haven't... I didn't get too far into the weeds on this one. Um, they say it will be able to carry one or two occupants and will have a road range of 200 miles and a flying range of 110 miles, which is pretty far. Especially if you just want to, like, have a commuter flying car. Like, that should get you there. You just, like, fly to work. It's, like, a few miles away. Fly to work, fly back. Just go up, go down. Yeah. Just go over the traffic. Exactly. Real quick. And everyone will be like, what the, wait. (laughs) They'll be very confused. It'll be great. Um, So they expect to sell the vehicle for $300,000 a piece, um, which is, like, really, it's expensive. But it's not, like crazy. Yeah, that's actually less than I was expecting. Right. Like, I would have expected this to be like a millions, million or more or some sort of thing, but that's just yeah, like, maybe like that's like three expensive cars duct taped together. Minus the cost of duct tape. There's like, there's definitely just like regular there's, fancy cars that, that cost sell that for much, that much, right? Oh, for sure. Like, a really, like, fully specced out like, high-end car, I imagine, would sell for that much. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't, that's what I was, I was kind of, it's like that's a lot of money. Like I the mean, average person not is gonna, not going to be I'm, able to. Yes, the average cases. person is not going to be able to buy that. But it doesn't. It's not like as crazy as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, and they said the first delivery delivery is projected for the end of 2025, which is also not that far away, assuming oh. they can get all the proper approvals. Um, so the FAA confirmed that it has issued the company a special airworthiness certificate, which allows for limited purposes, including exhibition, research, and development. So they can like exhibit this and continue doing, like, more research and development while flying it, which they apparently couldn't do before. Um, This does not mean they can sell it commercially yet, but it's a necessary step in that direction. I see. Um, So they said that uh, this is not... The the FAA quotes that said, this is not the first aircraft of its kind uh, to get a special airworthiness certificate, but Alef, the company, noted that its vehicle is different because of its ability to function both on roads and in the air to appear like a normal car and park in a normal parking space, which apparently its competitors, I guess, quote-unquote competitors can't do. I don't know how many vehicles are in this space right now. Any picture of, like, a flying vehicle concept or anything definitely has not looked like a normal car. Right, and this one, so. def- this one definitely. I mean, it looks weird but it's still a car like it's still like obviously a car yeah um their website said the flying car will be certified as a low speed vehicle which means it won't be able to go faster than 25 miles per hour on a paved road so that's a pretty big limitation 
but they're like, okay. if you want to go faster, you should fly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically so you can like get around city streets, but then like if you need to go any distance, you would use the flying mode. So. Okay. I guess still that feels makes like a sense. kind of weird limitation, but also seems like one that will probably get past like in the next generation. Yeah. Of flying cars. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, according to the company, an initial automated test flight of a skeleton version of the car was successful, uh, successfully conducted in 2018, and a full-size prototype was flown the following year. Um, but they needed the FAA's special certificate to continue conducting the necessary research and development to like continue developing this car. And now they have it. Um, yeah, I'll show you a, a picture of it. Uh, it doesn't, like I said, I don't really get a good sense from it, from like the picture of like how it would fly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's weird, but it's like, it's got four wheels. It's got a little passenger area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's you could like, you would see that and think, okay, it's weird, but it's a car. It's just, yeah, I would see that and just think that's a kind of weird looking car. I don't really know, but I like. I imagine something comes out of it to, for the flying part. I don't know. I can't tell from looking at this. Yeah, like, it has to be like be. these wings yeah. appear out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm not really sure. They but. expand out of the sides somehow. Yeah, almost looks like there's something like where the wheels are, where they like they could something could open up. Maybe I don't know mm. if it's like a hovercraft sort of situation or. What, oh yeah. But. That was that wasn't made well, very clear in the article, but apparently this is coming well, at some with point. With a with like the hovering. Wait, but did, didn't you say it could go straight up and down? Yeah, it's vertical takeoff and landing. Yeah, so it probably is that then. It, it probably, probably has four. Yeah, it must be like some kind of hovercraft yeah. situation. So it probably has like four propellers somehow, like maybe underneath it or something. Maybe maybe the like because yeah. it is kind of like rectangular, like a big rectangle shape. The right. car, right? Maybe the wheels turn into are also oh, propellers. Maybe the wheels turn ninety degrees and turn and into a propeller. A propeller. <laughs> I don't know how would that even work. <laughs> I don't Your know. But it would like, be cool. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and you take off. <laughs> it like, seems like something that would be like in like a Batman movie or something. Yeah, it right? does. <laughs> Batman is real, so this is real. Okay, my next story is hot dog news. This is from UPI.com, and the headline is, Joey Chestnut wins record 16th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest after weather delay. I didn't really, (laughs) I don't think the weather delay is really relevant. They kept talking about the weather delay, that there was like a, it was like a rain delay at the hot dog eating contest. Don't they like dip the hot dogs in water anyway? Wouldn't the weather help? If it's raining? Actually, yeah. Should they could maybe just they, hold up the hot dog Maybe over. they delayed it because it was going to be unfair because it could just oh, everything Everyone's hot dogs would be wet. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there was, a, there was a rain delay. But besides that, they were able to do the contest. Yeah. So, competitive eating phenomenon, Joey Chestnut. Just cont- sounds like a fake name. <laughs> I know, really right? I know. But I love it. Uh, continued his winning tradition on Tuesday of this week, celebrating the 4th of July by winning Nathan's famous 4th of July International Hot Dog Eating Contest at Coney Island for the 16th time. Not in a row, but just okay. 16 total wins. Yeah. When it came time to compete, Chestnut threw back 62 hot dogs oh, in 10 minutes. Oh. 10 minutes. Horrifying. Every every measurement in this is disgusting. <laughs> Time, number, ugh, uh, yeah. foul. 
So for anybody that doesn't normally um, follow the hot dog eating contest every year, it only counts if you eat the hot dog and the bun. Yeah, that's an important part. So that's part. 62 hot dogs and buns. Ten minutes. Yeah. Oh. Um, his closest competitor, I guess second place, was Jeffrey Esper, who finished with 49 hot dogs, which is also pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's not 62. <laughs> but it's not 62. <laughs> Uh, Mickey Sudo won the women's competition for the ninth time in a row. She ate 39 and a half hot dogs. Oh, they count decimal points? I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, she actually set the women's record in 2020 when she ate 48 and a half hot dogs. Oh, it's just so many. Oh. I know. You so get a, You get an eight-pack of hot dogs. Like, just imagine an eight-pack of hot dogs in your hand. And then, like, stack that up. Oh, no. Imagine, I set myself up to do math. Ima- six times. Six <laughs> times. We just said we can't do math on the box. Six eight-packs of hot dogs. That's 48 hot dogs. That's 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 with insane. Buns. With the buns. That's... With the buns. Do they just, like, not eat the rest of the, rest of the year? <laughs> well, you'll see. There's a quote from. Yeah, I guess they have to train to do that, that where he basically. So I'll read it later, but he basically says that like, it takes him four days to like get over the oh. uncomfortableness of the the hot dog eating contest. So I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not. No, not worth it. Um. So, chestnuts sixteen times getting the the mustard belt um, oh, is a course. record. So he's won the most times out of anyone. Tuesday's win was his eighth straight win at this event. So it's he's won the last seven years before this one okay. straight. Somebody named Matt Stoney broke his previous eight-year winning streak in 2015 um, when he ate two more hot dogs than Joey Chestnut. Scandal. He ate <laughs> That year he ate 62, which was how many he ate this year, and Joey Chestnut only... I call him Joey Chestnut. <laughs> you, can't just 60. Call, you can't just call him Mr. Chestnut. Yeah, <laughs> well, the article keeps calling him just Chestnut, which is just also just feels... You can't do that Joey either. Chestnut. Um, yeah, was- so in 2015, he only he ate 60, and this other guy ate 62 and broke his winning streak. That guy, uh-huh. Matt Stoney, did not compete this year, but he's still around, apparently. He was watching. He was watching. <laughs> he was staring at him the entire time. <laughs> he was... He was just in the stands. Just glaring. Emotionless, watching the contest. Um, So many of the men's records at the hot dog eating contest contest belong to Joey Chestnut, according to ESPN. Um, In 2021, he set the record for most hot dogs eaten in a single contest, which was 76 hot dogs. I'm sorry. This is so gross for you. I'm sorry. That was not my intent with this. It's just, Um, it's so many. And then this article says that each of the 10 biggest performances belong to him. So, like, okay. the 10, the top 10 instances of, like, the number of hot dogs eaten are all him. Yeah. So if you want to beat his record, you, like, you have to beat him 10 times. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> 10 versions of 10 him. 10 versions of Joey Chestnut. <laughs> He's, or, or we could say it this way. He's beat his own record like right, 10 times. Right, yes. So that's where he's at. That makes more sense, honestly. That's where but he's yes, at. It's pretty insane. This is a quote from Joey Chestnut before the contest. I know that <laughs> I can't I, wait to eat these hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> is that the quote? I can't wait to eat these hot dogs. 
No, that was not the quote, but I wish that was the quote. This is a quote. I can't wait to eat these hot dogs. That was all he said. No, he said, I know that after this time, I'm not going to feel great. <laughs> yeah, you've done this says, 16 times. Of course you're I'm, not. <laughs> I'm going to take about four days to feel normal. And the first 12 hours after the contest, I'm going to feel like garbage. <laughs> He says, I go in knowing that, and I'm willing to go through that because it's an amazing contest. It's the 4th of July, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get number 16. And then he did it. And then he did it. And then after, so. he was quoted as saying, oh, yeah. oh I'm so full. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why do I do this to myself every oh. Every year. And then he disappeared. And then he won't be seen again until next until year, 4th of July. <laughs> we'll Nobody see. actually knows where he goes in between these right. contests. And if he so. sees a shadow, we'll have six more weeks of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story with us about Joey Chestnut or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.